listening to the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and creative writing instructor. You can find more about me at BlairHurley.com and on Twitter at bhurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at Writerly Bites. This week's writing tip is, have you earned that ending? There's an old saying that comes up again and again in the writing workshop. Just when we're starting to wrap up our conversation about someone's story, someone will inevitably ask if the ending is working. And the way that it often comes up is with the question, have you earned that ending? It's an odd little bit of workshop speak, a way of asking whether the ending delivers the emotional payoff we've been searching for all along. Is it resonant? Is it strange and delightful and special? Does it seem to stay in your mind long after the story is over? Endings are such demanding and tricky parts of the story, and I have so many thoughts about how to write a good one, but I'll just stick with this thought this week. Endings work best with rich imagery and a minimum of analysis, but they're also the place where we're searching for meaning in the story, hoping to get some insights from the writer about what to carry with us as we leave the world of the story. But this odd workshoppy question is targeting another thing that an ending must do. It must be the right ending for all of the story that has gone before it. When we ask whether someone has earned an ending, it's really asking about everything that has happened up until that point. An ending isn't good by itself. It's the right conclusion after all the heartache and toil, all the intriguing signs and symbols, all the painstaking character development has been built into the story. A good ending often comes full circle or sneaks up behind the beginning and takes it by surprise. That's why a good ending can usually only be written after some revision, when you've discovered what the story is really about and what final haunting image you need to include. So have you earned that ending? Have you done the work of discovering what your characters need to do and how they have changed? Have you targeted the right question that is still hanging unanswered in their lives? Stephen King writes of the magic of a good ending, I also found that a story did not have to end happily to be satisfying, that even stories that made you feel like crying or did make you cry, like Anderson's or Wilde's fairy tales, provided a certain comfort. After a while, I realized that their secret lay in the fact that they made the world less lonely. This week's reading recommendation is an oldie but a goodie, a classic, Our Man in Havana by the writer Graham Greene. I've spoken before about how Graham Greene might be one of my favorite authors of all time. He's so extraordinarily insightful and raw and funny and wise and graceful. He has some of the best sentences in in the English language. Uh, And this one is one of his smaller books. He divided his own work into his major works and his little entertainments, as he called them. And this one is often classified as one of his little entertainments, but I think it's just as masterful as his larger works, like uh, The End of the Affair and The Quiet American. So Our Man in Havana is another one that's set in uh, Havana, and it involves a vacuum cleaner salesman who 
inadvertently gets mistaken for being British intelligence, a spy. And in order to make a quick buck, he decides to keep the illusion going. But pretty soon he's uncovering plots, he's being mistaken as a double agent, he's having to come up with elaborate codes and send vacuum cleaner plans to look like their military plans in order to keep his bosses happy. It's comical, it's hilarious, but it's also a great book for a writer to read because it has such amazing scenes as set pieces. There's a long sequence where a character might have been poisoned at a, at a dinner luncheon and we just don't know whether he's going to manage to avoid the poisoning or be poisoned, and it's your heart is in your throat even as you're laughing. It's a, an incredibly great read for writers, I think. Thanks for listening. The Writerly Bites podcast will be back with micro tips to make your writing better. It's produced by me, Blair Hurley. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and visit the website at writerlybites.com. Email me at writerlybitespodcast at gmail.com with your favorite tips or questions about the writing life, which I'd love to tackle in future episodes. Thank you.